0: Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 12.5 stunners, the 11 over 6 buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler? Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12.5 upset when betting with MyBookie is a take your girl out to stake. Winner, winner, winner! And right now, when you sign up for an account, my bookie will match your deposit with a fifty percent bonus. Here, just have fifty percent more. Why not? Use promo code Zabe Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo at mybookie.ag to activate. We're all going to be in office pools, and that's fine. Nobody's going to get the perfect bracket. We know that, but you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing. So let's go people, my bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at mybookie.ag. Today on the ZABEcast, free agency begins with a bang in the NFL. Is Nick Foles the answer in Jacksonville? Have my Redskins acquired enough Alabama players? many more questions i stopped by to visit tim murray and michael jenkins at nbc sports radio to talk all things vegas and gambling and finally i think i found the perfect sequel to samuel l jackson's most ridiculous movie bonus one percent zabe is locked and loaded so buckle up and let's go (laughs) Tuesday, March 12, 2019. Thank you for downloading and thank you for subscribing. Well, 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 looks like NFL owners do know how to spend money, after all, in free agency. A big day one, and I'm sure more big deals to come. As of this taping, Le'Veon Bell had not landed anywhere, but plenty of teams were quite active right out of the gate, including my Redskins. Landon Collins is now the highest-paid safety in the NFL. He has been described by some as a box safety, as in not very good in coverage, but that he is worth it, maybe not every penny, but he's worth a lot of what he's getting paid for what he does stopping the run and being a guy that plays in the box. Man, what a deal. $85 million dollars. Or eighty-four million total, forty-five million dollars um, for guaranteed money, and it is the most money. Or it's actually, I looked this up. Uh, the best is a website you need to know about. It's called Spotrack. Spotrack, S P O T R A C. It's pretty much the one-stop contract salary cap warehouse. In the NFL, it's incredible. The data they have and the easeability. Easeability? Is that a word? The ease of use that the website is designed. I just went and looked up the Redskins' 2018 free agency class and the 2017 free agency class, and they had it all tabulated right there, incoming free agents, what their contracts were, how much were guaranteed, total money put out. And your stat of the day, I don't have my machine hooked up, I apologize. Stat of the day. Your stat of the day is that the Redskins in this one deal for Landon Collins have outspent the entire free agent class of 2018 and outspent the entire free agent class of 2017 in both total dollars and guarantee. Well, ain't that something. he's a good player. I I can't hate him being on the team. I don't know how Eric Schaefer, the Redskins capologist, is going to make this work, but I'm sure he is. There's going to be some bloodshed with current players on the roster, uh, current contracts that aren't really worth what they thought they would be. And we're going to lose some free agents like Jamison Crowder, who went to the Jets on a pretty nice contract. Overall, I'm for getting good players. I just don't think that Landon Collins is going to move the needle. And I'm a little bit worried that, yeah, it's another ex-Alabama player. If you consider now, okay, so I'm counting. I think we've got nine Alabama players on the roster. That includes a couple on the practice squad who really aren't big-time contributors. But that's a lot of guys. They added Reuben Foster, Bama guy. Landon Collins, Bama guy. They were apparently going after C.J. Mosley, Bama guy. And there's nothing wrong in theory with getting players from the best college program in the country, but it just seems like we're over shopping at the Nick Saban warehouse. Some say Bama players get used up too much, get run too hard, are more prone to injury. I'm not so sure that's exactly the case. It just feels a little bit lazy to me. But this is the guy the Redskins wanted. Uh, They have overpaid for him, no question about it. Other NFL players, even they were agog at the numbers involved here. And if you're going to buy somebody in free agency, make sure it's the guy you want. Make sure he is... He can be a little crazy, he can't be lazy. Make sure he loves football enough, he's going to give you three good years. And... If you got to overpay for the guy you really want, then you're going to have to overpay. This is not a discount market. The Redskins tried to go with discount guys the last couple of years. It seems to me that trying to buy a free agent in that four to $5 million a year range, even if it's just for one or two years or three years, those guys don't make impacts. Even the higher-priced guys tend to not make impacts. So we'll see about what Landon Collins does. On paper, it makes the run defense look great, assuming everyone's healthy and assuming the Redskins get some more edge heat because they do need it and they're probably going to lose Preston Smith as well. But on paper, Collins fits in great with the Alabama boys up front, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. So we'll see. It's (laughs) welcome to free agency, Uh, Dan Snyder has found his wallet, and Redskin One is gassed up. Is Nick Foles the answer in Jacksonville? Well, he's not Blake Bortles. And after five-plus years of Bortles, they decided he's definitely not the answer. So Nick Foles gets to try to replicate over the course of 16 weeks from start to finish, all through August, as being the man to show what he did in short bursts the last two years. Two years ago, of course, famously the magic carpet ride all the way to a parade in downtown Philadelphia. And then last year, another run into the playoffs before they finally came up short. So we'll see. I'm not I'm not buying it. I'm not saying I'm rooting against Foles per se, but if I was betting, I'd say he's not going to work out for the Jaguars either. But this is the fun of free agency. Give it a whirl. And go buy somebody. For more sports talk, you can listen to my daily show on the team 980 in DC from four to seven p.m. with Scott Lynn and Sally, and you can download load those podcasts as well. Let's go to some other news items. This one is not really very comforting to me. Headline: U.S. quote gets its ass handed to it in World War Three simulation. Rand War Games show how U.S. armed forces colored blue on war game maps experience the most substantial losses when fighting a two-front war against Russia and China. Well, uh, of course we're going to get our ass handed to us. I mean, that's kind of unfair. we got to fight Russia and China? I guess they're assuming that they would team up to fight us. In the next military conflict, some believe may come as soon as the mid-2020s. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. All five battlefield domains, land, sea, air, space, and cyberspace, will be heavily contested. The simulated war game showed that the red aggressor force often destroys the U.S. F-35 Lightning II stealth fighters on the runway. It sends several naval fleets to the depths. It destroys U.S. military bases and through electronic warfare takes control of critical military communication systems. In short, a gruesome, if simulated, annihilation of some of the most modern of U.S. forces. Russia and China have developed fifth-generation fighters and hypersonic missiles. And so according to one analyst, things that rely on sophisticated base infrastructures like runways and fuel tanks they're going to have a hard time it's why the pentagon wants to order more of the jump jet version of our f-35 which which can take off and land from tiny ad hoc airstrips but the question is how well can we maintain those high-tech aircraft in low-tech surroundings that's the big question it'd be nice if we could put a bunch of f-35s hidden in barns out in the countryside, where they'd be hard to detect on satellite and harder to strike with uh, hypersonic missiles. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. Not sure I really liked reading that. Let's hope that we don't get into a war with both of them. Oh, this too. Rand also wargamed cyber and electronic attacks in the Sims and Russia and China tended to cripple U.S. communication networks almost immediately. Whenever we have an exercise and the Red Force really destroys our command and control, we just stop, said one analyst, without a trace of humor. Beijing calls this system destruction warfare, and they aim to attack the American battle network at all levels, relentlessly, and they practice it all the time. If there is one thing, oh, and by the way, spending to uh, prepare for World War III against both China and Russia is, oh, $24 billion a year. $24 billion a year. The only thing that was a little bit... Uh, relieving about the article as it said China and Russia are not ready to fight yet because their modernization efforts have not yet been completed any major conflict is unlikely for another 10 or 20 years from now oh well that's good let's see 20 let's call 20 uh, I'm 50 i I'll be 70 hope I'm a young 70 I, I still don't want World War Three when I'm 70 dateline clear spring Texas it's been a week since a tractor trailer carrying ranch dressing crashed into a creek, and the cleanup of the condiment has proved much more cumbersome than initially thought. "There's ranch dressing in my creek water. "It's been a nightmare, but hopefully today we'll be able to wrap things up," said an employee with next toe, the company that had to drag the truck. Out of the Little Kanakochig Creek, eight thousand bottles of ranch dressing. I mean, that is on. Un- it was only it was only eight thousand of the twenty thousand bottles on board. They said that uh, the bottles were all over the place. Uh, they bagged up maybe about three thousand of the bottles uh, that were pooled in a single area along the creek. They filled over four truckloads for disposal. It's been an adventure, said the cleanup crew. The whole creek is just oily from all this ranch. Yeah. The truck went off the side of the highway into the medium, taking out a long stretch of guardrail before going down a ditch in a median. Uh, The rig ended up near a creek culvert, and that's where the ranch dressing in bottles, but some spilling out, got all in the creek, all over the place. 8,000 bottles. The truck also leaked diesel fuel, which also made it into the creek. Ooh, The ranch dressing was disgusting enough, but the diesel fuel, that's even worse. File this one under how do they do it so quick. Dateline Birmingham, England. A Birmingham soccer club supporter was sentenced to 14 weeks in jail. But well, by my calculation, that's uh, three months plus after admitting to assaulting Aston Villa captain Jack Grealish during a match between the two English soccer rivals. In the league championship game on Sunday, Paul Mitchell ran onto the field and landed a punch on the player's face. Mr. Grealish felt the punch in the lower right side of his jaw and realized he'd been assaulted by a Blues supporter. Footage showed him taking a running swing and jumping on the back. And throwing the punch, it appears to have caused no physical injuries, fortunately. Grealish later scored to give Villa a 1-0 victory over Birmingham. Well, that's good. He scored and he got punched. The 27-year-old man entered his guilty plea at the Birmingham Magistrate's Court. The lawyer told the hearing that his client's family had to leave their home through fear of death threats or serious harm. Following online comments about the incident, the lawyer said, my client doesn't seek to justify his behavior at all. He brought shame upon himself and his family and the football club he has supported since he was a child. That's it. Boom. Game on Sunday. Guy runs on the pitch, punches one of the dudes, ends up in jail for three months plus. How do they do it so quick? In America, you know the deal. Guy can run on the field. He can go punch a player. He can take off his clothes, elude security. We won't get him in court for months at a time. And even then, he's not doing three months in jail. Maybe they've got harsher laws for hooligans in Great Britain. I would bet that they do. They they probably do. And good for them. I want more of that here in America. So I had a chance to go visit my boys, Tim Murray and Michael Jenkins, NBC Sports Washington on NBC Sports Radio. They do a daily show called The Daily Line. It's a gambling focused show, and it was just great to connect with the boys and talk Vegas and gambling and everything else. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. (laughs) That's right. Don't you love doing extra free quote radio? Hey, promotion, (laughs) right? Promotion is the name of the game. As Doc always told us, always be promote. Always be promote. The Daily Line, NBC Sports Radio. One Tim Murray. Otherwise known as just Tim Murray and of course Michael Jenkins. With author of the hit song Captain My Captain from last year's Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals. I still still love the song. You you heard his song, right? I Murray? I don't think I did. You you're, you're not missing anything. It. Bullshit, you're not missing anything. <laughs> I did see it. It was hilarious. He was drunk on the Caps run True. and was going through the production you know, library here at NBC Sports Washington. Came across a song that just, it struck him. And he sat down and wrote some words. That's great. So dumb. Come on, sing it for us. It was called It's Okay to Believe. It's Okay to Believe. Yeah, and so it was that this rock song. He's a captain. He's a captain. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And- I can't even remember what I wrote. And You know what? The damn team is hot as a pistol right now. Oh, you, uh, are you guys ready his, for another run? His, his at the tweets cup?
1: during Caps games are amazing. Just the the anger, the excitement, the just randomness to whatever. I don't know what comes out of your fingers during. I get Jenks. into it. We're like, a hockey
0: town now. It's seven straight. Funny how that is. We're yeah, a hockey isn't town, isn't that funny? I I know this. Being at that parade last June was amazing. It and really was. And seeing the crowds outside the arena were amazing i did not think boys and you tim are from here Mm -hmm. you're not mr jenkins but you're adopted that's fine (laughs) i never thought we'd have youngsters that would come and stand outside and watch a game well we're
1: in an event city
0: this is a a young town
1: people a lot of people my age a lot of people younger than me living downtown and they're like what should we do tonight well, let's just go stand outside a hockey arena, get drunk, and get drunk and, and watch cheer. a hockey game. And yeah, it was exactly. great. I, I was—I mean, the parade—I didn't go. I was watching on my couch, seeing Jenks catch liquor bottles and, <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh, drink them on air on NBC Sports. You, you know, the you know, coolest
2: know, thing about it was the. My favorite moment was kind of a moment I had to myself when I was walking. I walked to the parade route because I live in downtown DC, and you know—I mean, you know how this goes. You're caught up in covering anything. And you're so busy covering it, they don't really have time to sort of sit back and soak it in. I just remember walking down to the parade, and I looked down, and someone's got a box of shirts that say Washington Capitals Stanley Cup champions, and I thought, well, no, that's just pretty damn cool. I, I, you know, it just it finally hit me
0: like we actually did it. And you thought. And those are definitely not licensed by the they National are not. Hockey League. <laughs> Four nor, dollars a pop. Nor Ted Leontis. <laughs> <laughs> the colors are slightly off, but there were still shirts that said champs, damn it. <laughs> and it was the most glorious weather day. That was awesome. It was just the gods opened up and smiled on us. But anyway, we're here to talk gambling, you know. And th- and you guys' show is called The Daily Line. It's available on NBC Sports Radio 3 to 7, Monday through Friday. For those that don't have an affiliate that carries the show... How can they listen? Uh, We got the NBC Sports
1: Scores app completely free. Download it in your app store. Also, you can get us on iTunes and anywhere you can get podcasts.
2: And we're coming to TV this summer, which I don't think a lot of people are aware of. We're building a set right now. Nice. Yeah, so come just before football season. We're going to debut here in D.C., Chicago, Bay Area. So we're going to be on... Three to seven, three to six in big markets across the country. So we're slowly ramping up for something that's bigger.
0: Don't let it go to his head, okay, Jenkins? Because you've been in the TV game. (laughs) You're married to TV, so you understand how to act. This will be new for Tim. Tim's going to have to regulate of, himself.
1: A lot of hookers, drugs, <laughs> just all of it, right? That comes on, with radio. Getting
0: stopped on the street. Hey, man, I know you from that gambling show. Tim, don't do all of the blow at once. <laughs> same Save time. time. Spend Send time.
1: <laughs> I did the other day. Well, I guess it wasn't the other day. It's uh, now Christmas. And because of your show, I got stopped online to see Santa Claus. Hey, are you Tim Murray? <laughs>
0: Well, that's always a loaded question. Like, Do I owe you money? I'm like, did a paternity test yes. say something? Loved you on Z- I love, I love art.
1: The show had been canceled for like two years. At that depends point.
0: on what canceled. <laughs> I got canceled. Right. <laughs> then we got brought back. And then you guys got brought back. It was like The Office without Michael Scott. Exactly. Or I, the way I said it was, it was
2: the Dan Patrick show. If they fired Dan Patrick, I hired the Dan S to run I used to show. teach a class and I used to tell the class, listen, just because someone recognizes you doesn't mean they like you. Oh, yeah. It's like saying, hey, are you Ted Bundy?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. Yeah, I get that. I get that from time to time where people say, you know, they recognize me and they, you know, they say they listen. Doesn't mean they like it. Right. Just means they listen. They might be listeners that fucking hate me. That's quite possible. Okay. so As anyway, long as you're listening, though, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. We want people to uh, listen, tune in to the Daily Line, NBC Sports Radio. Tim Murray, Michael Jenkins. So, do you want to hear the story, my first ever experience gambling with Mr. Murray Jenkins? Do you <laughs> I about absolutely this? do.
2: Let me settle in for this.
0: Las Vegas. 2014. Mm, Yes, because I started on your show in 2013, so it would have been the following March. So, came out for Zabe Vegas and Timmy is there, and he's a young man making his way in the world, and a wife and kid not yet, not yet. But still, you're you know you don't have a lot of money to throw around. Nope. And we're asking everyone like, who do you got in this game? You know what what do you got? (laughs) We look at Murray slips. He had bet five dollars. On a basketball game. <laughs> and we all laughed and said, You're allowed to bet just five dollars on a game? And the answer is yeah, they'll take your money. That's right. Five dollars, five dimes. Whatever. Vegas doesn't care. And if I recall, Murray, you were sweating out those five dollar bets as if you were a coach. <laughs> In the games themselves. I don't like losing. I don't like losing Nobody in anything. Nobody does. I know. So what? I don't
1: care if it's $5 or $100 or $1,000. It's I get, still a lot. It's, it's the
0: competition in me. I once had my then-producer, Jay Cottrell, with me. We bet a Georgetown game in December with Mr. X, serving as our bookie, right? You know Mr. X. Yes. And it was $100. Jay was a nervous wreck. He was like, ah, I've never bet this much money on a game. And everybody Jenks gets to that certain level where you're like, Oh, I'm really over my skis now. Yep. I have now wagered more than I'm comfortable on a mm-hmm. game. that happens to me. Well, and it especially happens to me He's going to Vegas tomorrow, tomorrow. by the way. We're going for a week. And what is it for? Pleasure. Well, this business? For pleasure.
2: Uh the wife actually is a massive Colorado fan, she went to Colorado. Your so wife is Nicole Darren. She works part time for from. Big Ten Network. There you go. And so she's been begging me for years, which I should have taken her up on this years ago. She said, "Let's please go to the Pac-12 tournament. Oh wow! Please, let And Pac-12 wide open this year. She's like the Buffs could win it. We'll gamble. I'll get us a good deal. We can we can go to the arena, watch the games. We can gamble. And I don't know why I didn't take advantage of this sooner. So we're going. This is at T-Mobile. Yep, mm-hmm. great arena. I. C- I've been, well, I have, I've seen it from the outside. This is my 16th trip to Vegas, and I can't wait to go. It's supposed to be phenomenal.
0: 16th over how many years? Over 14 years. Okay. That's pretty good. I don't keep track of mine. Murray, have you been back to Vegas since? Uh, yeah. I okay. went, uh,
1: well, I did a lot of those when I was at 980. And oh, yeah, those the HBO boxing, boxing fights, they would send me. So the first time I went to Vegas post God bless Zave HBO Vegas, and
0: their PR people. man. So
1: we had this uh, we had a, a great sales saleswoman and uh, she, she played soccer at Lehigh and she's had a kid and she's I don't know if she's she's not working at 980 anymore. And she she and I used to talk about Notre Dame all the time because her husband was a huge Notre Dame fan. And obviously I am, too. So Notre Dame was playing at Fenway Park as part of the Shamrock series. They play a neutral site oh, game every single year. And this was the game me and my dad had kind of picked out. We were going to go to this game. Nice. First football game at Fenway Park, I think, since like the 40s. Right. And uh, it was the it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And I had everything, you know, figured out. And she comes to me and she says, hey, would you like to go to, to Vegas? <laughs> I'm like, sure, why not? And she's like, okay, great. And we, we work it out. She's like, you didn't hey. ask the dates? Well, they asked our old boss who – uh, short-time program director there, and he was like, yeah, send Tim, because it was the night show, and and they didn't want to send one of the the pieces of the actual lineup out to Vegas. And I was like, sure, I'll go. So she recognized it and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We got to make this work. So I flew out Thursday morning to Las Vegas, Yeah, did a show, s- spent the night, <laughs> did another show from 9 Eastern to midnight Eastern, Got in a cab, went to the airport, flew a red eye from Vegas to Boston, and landed in Boston Saturday nice. morning game. to wow. catch the game. Yeah. Gamer. And then nice. I did two more, two more Vegas trips via HBO. Yeah. And then, then have not back. So I think that's four total. I nice. haven't really gone aside from the the Zabe Vegas.
0: Haven't really done a Vegas with my boys. Yeah, we need to rectify that. Yeah. But I'm sure Jenks, you'll tear it up out there this week. And you're staying for how many days? We are staying for six days. Oh, I know. That so that's like a that's like a year. Play some golf, see some shows. Yeah. Well, limit your casino time. Well, I <laughs> you'll want to chew your arm off. Oh,
2: I, well, I know I I've been for four and that was way too. It's long. a bit of a stretch. Yeah, and so Nicole is very good. I mean, she's just she can find a deal anywhere. It's deal? amazing.
0: She's like Lassie. Yeah, she'll find a deal.
2: Yeah, and so she said, "Hey, listen, we could have gone um, for four days, but I I, I got it." cheaper for us to stay for six
0: right we're staying at four different hotels i'm like we have to ride the monorail with our (laughs) they are riding the monorail they're riding the monorail Monorail. i said you got i said six days
1: honey do you know
0: how long it is (laughs) Uh. (laughs) rail homer (laughs) so anyhow with with speaking of vegas with now the explosion of legalized gambling in america and what you guys do and others do, how do you think that's going to affect people who like to sports gamble going to Vegas? Is it going to hurt them? Is it going to be neutral? Could it possibly help people saying, oh, I've now bet on sports here at home at you know Ted's fantastic sports book down at the Green Turtle, which used to be. I want to now go <laughs> to the big show. I in the think desert. personally, I think it will help
1: Vegas because now people will be a little bit more instead of just going stopping by the sports book and be like, "Oh, I'll place a novelty hundred bucks on my football team to win the Super Bowl." Right. I think they're going to be a little bit smarter. Not to say that they're better. I'm going to say they will have gambled a little bit more. They'll feel maybe more comfortable walking. They'll into be a more sports invested, book, right? Yeah. But what I think is the big weekends like March Madness and the super bowl there's still festivals might take down a little oh, bit you do? Okay. Just, just a little bit because i think these other like we we'll ta- we'll siphon would off Would you some go to right now because of atlantic city being so close and i just saw videos of the trop and they've got a great sports book me personally i'd rather drive 3 hours and go to a great sports book to watch the first weekend of the tournament than fly yeah, out but you're atlantic to vegas fucking city i In understand March,
0: which the weather's going to be shitty it's not going to be as fun. I've never been to Atlantic City. I just City, think it will take.
2: I'm not saying it's going to obliterate, no, but it might take it down just a little bit. Jenks, what do you think? It's going to help, and I'll tell you why. Because Vegas is about one thing, and it's the experience. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're eating. It doesn't matter if you're gambling. It's the big leagues of entertainment, right? Yeah. And there's listen. I've I did the whole Super Bowl. I've done March Madness, and there's just something about being there that yeah. is different. There really is a buzz. Fights. There, there's fights. Yeah. People are getting like it's. It basically attracts every single vice and every single. Every,
0: it the energizes music, the sensations. Yeah, dude,
2: every sensation that you have yes. is maximized. Like, I, <laughs> it I, tickles I, all the erogenous like, zones. <laughs> like I remember one night <laughs> I was sitting there. It was 3 in the morning because I'll play for hours and hours. What do you play? Night, uh, blackjack. Okay. And I'll sit and play forever. And I remember sitting there one night. It's 2 in the morning. And me and just the dealer we're just hanging out. The waitress is coming by. She's How many hands up. were you playing? I played two. Okay. I can
0: play two. so Don't I can... get up to seven or <laughs> no, six. No, no, no. However many – f- it depends on how many holes are at a table. Is it five? Yeah. Do well, they, are it there depends some on – There's hole some seven-hole tables, yeah. Did you ever hear about how Leonard Toast, then the owner of the Eagles back in the 70s and early 80s, lost the team? No. Oh, you got to read it. I think there was a 30-for-30 30 30 on it. Blackjack. Is that right? He was playing – Seven whole, hands? A whole table of blackjack – and he was so blitzkrieg drunk that when he was signing his casino markers, the pieces of paper that say, here's another million, it looked like a seismograph. It didn't even look like a signature. He took the casinos to court and said, look at this. How can you possibly give me a million dollars off of what this is called a signature? My client was completely shitfaced. The court said, too bad. Wow. Ended up. Having to sell the team because of it. I didn't realize that. So stay with two hands, not seven. So you're there playing. Yeah, well, and I just, it it hit me in the moment that, you know, I'm sitting here,
2: the dealer's nice, a couple people at the table, they were cool, so you're having a good time. What casino? This was Bellagio. Nice. And the way I always try to tip the servers well, because they, you know, they get crapped on, you know, (laughs) they never get tipped. Like people win $200, give them a buck. I'm like, come on, come on. So, you know, so every time I come by, the server's looking at me and like winking and nodding, I don't have to say anything the drinks are being fed, I'm winning some money, and even the music. And I'm, I'm convinced that, you know it's Vegas, they have everything down to a T, that they know the demographic sitting there at the Bellagio at that time. Even the music is great. It's like yeah. 80s music that I oh, love. Yeah. Every sense that I had was just being
0: maxed out. Right, because none of this is by accident. Right, it's they, all planned. It's all planned. And one of the big things in Vegas was they never used to have TVs near the blackjack pits. Now – Every place has them because they know they want the sports gamblers who are keeping an eye on yeah. Lakers versus Warriors yep. to also keep playing their blackjack while they do it. But the bigger point is you can't get that anywhere. If you go down to the Green Turtle sports book. You're not going to get it. You're never going to get it. I that. know Ted has a vision for it, and I'm sure it's a beautiful vision. It's not going to rise. He's also going to
1: take down Vegas with his analytics.
0: Well, that's a whole separate discussion. <laughs> because betting on his league, the NBA – I don't know how much you guys talk on your show about betting the NBA. I'm sure you talk about oh, it every yeah. day. Jenks yeah. has actually been red hot this year okay. picking NBA games. How on earth with, like, the Suns last night <laughs> beating the Warriors? What's gotten into the Suns? They've beaten the Lakers. They've beaten the, the Bucs. They've beaten – Right. And now they've beaten <laughs> the Warriors at the Warriors. The Warriors are, are the you, worst team in the NBA covering. How do you bet this league, given that there is such a variability of output of effort? Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 12-5 stunners, the 11-over-6 buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler. Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with my bookie is a take your girl out to steak dinner winner winner and right now when you sign up for an account my bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus here just have 50% more why not use promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo at mybookie.ag to activate we're all going to be in office pools and that's fine nobody's going to get the perfect bracket we know that but you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing So let's go, people. MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at MyBookie.ag.
1: It's, I don't know, you've you've been on a roll. I would say Friday night, I bet the Warriors against the Nuggets. So as Jenks mentioned, the Warriors are the worst team in the league covering this year because their numbers so inflated, because they're so talented, but they were playing the Nuggets who were just a game back of the Warriors. And the Warriors had just gotten their ass kicked by the Celtics. And my thought was, nothing analytical about it. I'm thinking, the Warriors are going to look at this team and be like, oh, you think you're better than us? No, 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 no. (laughs) We're going to kick your ass. And they won by 17, and they covered that game. And then they lose on Sunday to the Suns. It it doesn't make sense.
0: Do you guys put money on your own bets on this show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every single
1: night. Every pick that I'm – every documented pick that we make. So, every every show we make one – actual pick.
2: And do you disclose your units? I do not. I don't. And I now I haven't placed a bet in the last couple of weeks because I'm going to Vegas.
0: Say what I mean? Say every up. time I put money on Don't online. you want to go with a lot of money Jinx?
2: Bet I, now
0: to build
2: up <laughs> well, your war chest. I'm not And the funny thing is I've been as hot as I've been all year when I haven't been putting the money. Now I I've, I've made money, but right. I've been waiting.
0: I okay. want that Vegas experience. Okay, fair enough. Uh do you know What's Can I ask what's the most you've ever wagered on a game? Or is sure. that? I mean, you know me. I,
1: I'm not a man of means. I've got a little kid. So the most I've ever placed on a game, I think, a singular game,
0: 100? Did you win it? You'd remember. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. That's why I haven't done it. I did 500 once. Okay.
2: And won. Um, but it scared me. I didn't I didn't like it. Now, if I get at the tables, that's. I know that's different from sports betting, but that's when I get. I kind of get over my get head. get a little bit crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, what's the most you've ever bet on a single hand of blackjack, including a double or a split? I had 500 once. <laughs> Jesus. 500
2: on the flip of a card. I watched my brother one time, and, you know, it always depends on the casino, which has a lot to do with this, right? Because the big bettors aren't going to Margaritaville. No. But my brother was, was there with me and decided he would put $1,000. At Margaritaville? A Margaritaville. So of course I people... bet I bet the pit boss is like,
0: uh thousand dollars. Like oh. she turned around and was like, uh, let's make sure you pay attention to this.
2: And of course people start gathering around because bets like this don't happen at the ten dollar table at not, Margaritaville.
0: Right, not when there's beer pong tables in the back of Margaritaville. <laughs> what is when that? there's a
2: Taco Bell ten feet uh, away? <laughs> there's a what's food that, court.
0: What's that um there is
2: O'Shea's. Oh O'Shea's. Oh shit. They they I closed love... it down. They did? Yes. Well, wow, they've reopened. It's not the same. Oh, O'Shea's. That place was awesome. Unbelievable. That was so fun.
0: It was a tenement to white trashery. It was an embarrassment. It is was what so fun. It was, was, it was fun glorious. Though. You it could was go to the bathroom. So
2: fun. And yeah. it just smelled of bleach because yeah. every night they just oh. poured Oh, <laughs> well, They hosed it oh, out. They back just hosed there. it out. Yeah. walk like, uh, in.
1: Uh, fucking people are playing beer pong everywhere. There's spilt yeah. beer. It's like sticky, on, the one hand you sticky got,
0: chairs. on the one hand you got the win, and then you have O'Shea's on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. And no one's wearing an official. An official vest everyone's got it on their favorite NFL jersey or yes, something. Yes, that's it, right. It's,
2: it was oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. And the music, to your point of the '80s, it's just blaring
1: <laughs> techno. It's just like I was Flock like, oh my. I yeah. loved O'Shea. Yeah, that place Loves is it. sweet.
0: So, so my most money I spent on a bet on a game, and, and Murray was there I to was see there. It was a thousand dollars. In fact, that's where I've topped out. I've bet a thousand dollars three times. The first time I lost because Nick Stauskas that. Son of a bitch, (laughs) that asshole Canadian loser, 92% free throw shooter, missed a free throw with 2.3 seconds to go. This was after they were up huge in this game against Tennessee. And, they, and Tennessee starts to come back. And Michigan is playing the shittiest brand of basketball. They're just throwing the ball away. You remember the game, yep. Murray. And I, I had to leave the room we were all gathered in, walk, <laughs> Because we it. all knew, because Zabe, <laughs> all week. Or, Talked about it. I'm going a dime yeah, deep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going $1,000. in $1, my chariot dime deep. And they had a huge lead. And I was getting madder and madder. And everything conspired. I could get getting technicals, whatever. And, then, of course, Stauskas missed it at the last second. So that one stung. But I came back the next year. And I pulled up my big boy pants, and I said, we're going back in for a dime on Gonzaga against UCLA. And thankfully, Steve Alford, with only like a nine-point deficit with a minute 20 to go, pulls his starters in the most inexplicable way. And I think the line was four and a half, five. And I thought, thank you, God. I mean, no coach concedes a game like that. With a minute and change to go. And then the next $1,000 bet, which I made a couple of years ago, was Kansas against Purdue, and they just boat raced them. And it was just one high five after another. <laughs> there's
1: there's nothing better than than making a, a play and it just not even being a contest.
0: And it was great. And what's funny yeah, is true. I had it's my just boys. The,
1: you just sit back and yeah. just enjoy it.
0: I had my boys all join me in for a big bet, and one of them was in for a grand. The others, getter. And my boy, Bob Madden, we're in for 500. And as the game is a wipeout, I'm high five and we're all happy and I see Bob. And Bob is like sour faced. I'm like, what's the matter? He was mad. He didn't bet, bet more. more. <laughs> oh! <laughs> like, like the rest of us did. He was kind of like Tony Soprano when Pio Mai won, you know? Or, or no, when he tells Carmela. Remember, he picks up the paper, Soprano. Tony Soprano yeah. picks up the paper, and he's like, oh, the Jets won. And he asks Carmella, did you get the money down? And it, like, wasn't enough. And he yells at her. He's like, don't you think you know? Don't you think I might know what the hell I'm doing here? It's total degenerate. <laughs> total degenerate. But So when you get people that you know call the show or ask you your advice, do you ever feel like, you know, it is still gambling, and this is someone's actual money? Is there a weight of responsibility? I would say no. And the reason why I would say that is because
2: I have never, and Tim doesn't do this either, we don't present ourselves as experts. You know, our show, if if you're a hardcore gambler, awesome. But for the most part, we're casual gamblers like everyone else, and I've never said I'm the expert. I've always said this is what I think, Okay, this is what I believe. I might lose, I might win, but I'm never going to tell you this is a sure bet. There's no such thing as that, or this is what you need to do. Lock and load. Right. This is what I think. We want to win you some money. We might joke around, like lock it in, but I would never present myself otherwise. And and so I think as long as you and plus I always tell people, listen, there are a lot of people out there that know betting and know sports more than I do. The reason why I'm here
0: is hopefully I'm more qualified to communicate information. Right. Like that's my job. And you guys have to entertain. Because, you know, VEASAN's been up and running for a while. And I know some of the guys there. Gil Alexander is a D.C. guy. He does a great job. Some of the other shows I've listened to, it's a bit of a dry listen at times. You you have to entertain while also
1: giving a gambling edge. And we have – we've had VEASAN hosts on, and we don't look at them as competition. I don't think – I don't know if they look at our show as competition. But, you know, we're, in my opinion, trying to go after different people and – Look, if you want to fade my pick or take my pick or not take my pick, I don't give a shit. I mean, I faded the shit
0: out of his college picks this (laughs) fall, and then as soon as I did that, because I had a good weekend, he went on a tear—a huge tear. He went on a screamer. I started.
1: I started the college football season on my documented picks, including the weekend you were in Vegas. Seven and twenty-one. How do you win seven? It's, it's a, a miracle. miracle. <laughs> and then I ended it. Let's see. I ended the regular season 45 and 34.
0: So Ooh, nice. subtract there. That's like, That's very nice. Wow. wow. It's a very nice run right there. But
1: it, I mean, that's what that right now. I I felt over the weekend I couldn't pick a winner if I I tried. And I love you, you know me. I love yeah, college basketball are. and college football. I sit there all day. Right. I mean, I was so invested in Belmont and Murray State, and I had Belmont, and they lose
0: outright. It is, and yeah. it's it's just. It's, it's a crapshoot. It's hard to figure out. You're betting on college kids.
1: And it's not, you know, 1-900, oh, yeah. you know, gambler. I'll give you the inside information. I don't leave picks on the table. We just talk sports. Yeah. Tell me how
0: you know, what I feel. Yeah. So how do you feel about Duke as they're going to try to reintroduce Zion cold? right into the thick of the ACC tournament.
1: I mean, we've talked about Duke so much, and they're so overvalued when you look at their future. Totally. it's They're the cowboys plus, of no, college but, basketball. Plus Duke. Well, yeah. and this year's team, when you open up the year, Mopping the floor with Kentucky, the way that they did, they beat them one eighteen eighty four. They remember, just remember the idiots who said they could beat an NBA team. They are morons. <laughs> I know.
2: And they every kid, year that nonsense. They, every year, every yeah, year. it was
1: it was Kentucky forever, and you know, oh, could they beat the you know Is for Alabama a little while? Alabama
2: gonna beat the Browns this for a little
1: year? while one,
0: yeah, every yeah.
2: year.
1: Moronic. So, I don't think they'll win it all. Would I be surprised if they did? No, because they have three top five picks if right. Zion comes back and is playing to the level of of what he was. The issue is, even with Zion, this would be the worst three-point shooting team to ever
0: win the national
1: championship. By what metric?
0: Ever. Threes three is point,
1: Three-point percentage. They're terrible
2: from okay. outside. Well, the,
0: percentage the, is one thing, but some teams are lower volume. Right. But they would They're be a the, high-volume lo- shooting a, team. Because when they lost to Syracuse, they went high nine volume, for 46. high percentage from yeah. outside?
1: They, they're shooting... This isn't including their game against North Carolina. Up to the North Carolina game, they were shooting 30.9% from three. Wow. They are. But when they went to Virginia, they magically went 13 of 21, and they went to a difficult place and beat arguably the best team in the country by 10.
2: So they have the ability yeah. to beat anybody because of their talent. But also they shot
0: 13 of 21. Exactly. Which
2: is an anomaly for any team and especially Duke. That's what they had to do to beat Virginia. And How can do they do
0: that six straight times? Yeah. How do you feel about the new money football, school, basketball team like Tennessee or LSU? Because these are well, good Tennessee, teams.
1: Tennessee and LSU is a little bit different because Tennessee, they've got... Because better. Well, they've got Jenks's boy Rick Barnes who came in there. Yeah, and they built this program. So they've got seniors: Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield. They're not LSU new money, but LSU is three years yes, new money. Relatively, for look sure. at what yes. LSU is doing. Their coach is Cheated. not going to be coaching them anymore. <laughs> look at what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and, and it doesn't even matter. And their third best player is the one uh, Javante Smart was the one that was who brought up in the wiretaps. So you don't think he paid the. Number one
0: and two best players from that recruiting class. No, he sold them on their humanities department, and that's why they went. But to L- Louisiana State University. And you know what's amazing.
2: We were talking to experts out in Vegas, like how much will Will Wade not being on the bench affect LSU's chances? And to a man, they said not at all. Wow, not at all. We They're haven't like, adjusted anything. They maybe said a if half they, point a game.
1: It, if they don't play well against Vanderbilt, which they played very well yeah. against Vanderbilt,
0: then maybe we'll adjust. But that's as of insane. right now. Right. And then there was Bruce Pearl beating, you know, Tennessee over the weekend. And all I could think about was look at that smiling bastard. He's (laughs) back in the saddle again. He was given a show cause notice for things that are far. You know, he lied about a barbecue. Right. Yeah. There's pictures of him on a boat with a recruit, right? I'm on a boat. Yeah. I'm on. (laughs) So, like, the things that used to get coaches in big trouble, like, ooh, now are like small potatoes compared to the shit that's going down. And another storyline that I think a lot of people have forgotten about is, hey, Sean Miller, he was supposed to be gone. That's right. ESPN that's reported that he, so he had the, been fired. Right, so it's hit back from the dead. Yep. He's like Jon Snow. Except the fact that Arizona is terrible this year. Well, They're, they, 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 really lost, bad. they lost the well, but, number one pick in the, in the draft.
1: Guess, well, that team got smoked by Buffalo in the first round last year. They yeah. lose
0: the, uh, uh Aiton. They got the number one recruiting class in the country coming in next year. And I guess Miller's not going anywhere. It's the Ralph Northam effect. <laughs> you want to get rid of me? Go for it. You and whose army? Yeah. How are you going to do that?
2: I'm staying. Well, and the crazy thing now is because of the news cycle in 2019, doesn't matter if it's news sports, whatever. Nobody we, can sustain outrage. Y- you can't because it'll be something new
0: tomorrow. Exactly.
2: I'd forgotten about Sean Miller until you said that. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. He that's was supposed right. to be dead man coaching. Exactly.
0: But I think if there is a federal wiretap, you're, Probably, yeah. yeah. There is a line. You probably, <laughs> you're going to have to probably when go you do say, something <laughs> else for a when while. When you
1: say the smart thing, and there's a guy <laughs> on your roster
0: whose last name is Jav- uh, is Smart. So when I go out to Vegas in a couple weeks for Zabe Vegas 2019, I am going to get back on the dime line. Ooh. But I want your guys' advice. It'll be during Sweet 16 weekend. Mm-hmm. So I would like to call you guys and just get your feel, having seen what we've seen in the tournament so far, seeing what the matchups are. And I can't guarantee I'll jump on whatever your recommendation is, but let's try to get a consensus. And then you guys can ride with me, in a virtual sense, on a big one. Love I like it. I like that a lot more because that's not my
1: $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> I can get on more with that. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, damn, Zabes picked and come home. Oh well. Oh well.
2: Doesn't affect me.
1: My He's gotta go tell my, his my wife. My five
2: dollar bet didn't come home. <laughs> oh, That's eh, I want to say one quick thing. It's a quick story about Zabe. And from and I've never forgotten this line. It was so funny at the time. I I talked with you years and years ago when I first got to DC. It came out, you're on the radio, and I walked in and I was wearing like jeans, a t-shirt, and a and a cap. I just threw something on. <laughs> Radi-
0: walked, radio attire. Radio.
2: And I walk in and Zabe goes, "You look like a painter." <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. I was
0: like, he's right. I do. Anyway, I look sorry. Like a you look like a homeless person. What's wrong with you? I'm the last one to be lecturing anybody oh, on looks. so funny.
1: Well, it's good. I know. That's going to be the weird thing because I am a radio guy through and through. And then when this thing goes to TV, I have to dress up a little bit. Jenks has been in television for, for decades. Yeah, well, you're going to have But it's to- a radio show on TV. Look,
0: the junkies, they don't dress up. They,
1: they still wear their knit hats
0: on, on the air. <laughs> yeah, Cakes looks like he came in from uh, shoveling his uh, driveway, <laughs> which, is, which is good. The Daily Line, NBC Sports Radio, 3 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Tim Murray, Michael Jenkins. Uh, hit them up on social media at NBC Sports Radio. Also, the app you mentioned to yes, get the show. Yes, NBC Sports Scores app. All right, you fuckers. Only gamble as much as you can afford to win. That's just think. Then how don't much, give me how shit. How rich? How rich do you want to be? And then gamble that much. And you know, <laughs> think you don't give me shit for for going out with a, uh,
1: small money. Wager's small money said. don't make money. Scared hey, money don't make money. I am. I'm always scared money. When I went out to Vegas the first time with these guys, I was at the. I was at. I was playing roulette with uh, with Scott. Yeah. And I think yeah, I I, had, man, I think yeah. I had made a hundred bucks, and I was like, put nope. that to the side. Oh yeah, make sure that's a that, pocket. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that
0: the best? <laughs> not a thousand
1: dollars, not five thousand dollars, a hundred bucks.
2: You put Jenks, that to the side.
0: The best is the old black chip surprise when you wake up. Where you go into your oh. pants, you're like, <gasps> I can't believe it. I have three black chips. I got 300 bucks. I forgot <laughs> last night. I squirreled them away while I was playing with house money. Now, there's also the opposite. When you reach in, you're like,
2: ah, oh, it's a $5 chip. That's all I got
0: left. I can't believe it. <laughs> or or where you go, where's my wallet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thank you. you. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady let's end with this today a woman on a toronto to calgary flight on air transat was stung by a scorpion this just before the plane landed the woman said she felt a fluttering motion on her lower back as the plane was making its final descent she just kind of ignored it she said thinking it was the air conditioning her something else blowing down her back next thing you know there's a piercing pain she hopped out of her seat turned around and saw in the ball of bundled sweater that she had thrown onto the chair or onto her seat that there was uh nothing there but then she looked underneath it and it was a scorpion she then went to the flight attendant said there's a scorpion on the plane it just stung me oh my god the flight attendant went back to her seat looked in the seat and said No, I don't see anything. All I see is this bubblegum wrapper. It was a foil wrapper. And the flight attendant tried to say, Yeah, I think it was just the wrapper you felt, the sharp edge of that. Ah, right. That's when the woman said, No, you better check the seat again. It was a scorpion. I saw it. Sure enough, they found it. Uh, Paramedics escorted her off the plane. She was uh, not seriously injured. But she did have nearly a full-fledged panic attack, as you could expect. And they did everything to check the plane then for perhaps other scorpions. Hey, it happens. And you know what? It just tells me they've gotta make a sequel to Snakes on a Plane. Samuel L. Jackson, let's hear your classic line with a little twist this time. Enough is enough!
2: I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. I'm
0: about to open some fucking windows. I never saw that movie. I will need to check it out one of these days when I'm good and drunk and have really nothing better to do. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for downloading and subscribing. Tell a couple friends, comment, and like. Get the ZabeCast app podcasts are the future and the future is now it's like netflix for your ears email me with topics and suggestions and feedback zabe at yahoo.com now get on out there look for scorpions in the overhead compartments and we will see you next time Oh, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh blood upsets in the month of March. The 12-5 stunners, the 11-over-6 buzzer beaters. But most of the time, what do you get for that? A dash of I told you so at the water cooler. Oh, look at my bracket. I nailed that one. Great. Wouldn't you rather get paid instead? At mybookie.ag, you can and you will. The 12-5 upset when betting with mybookie is a take your girl out to steak dinner winner winner and right now when you sign up for an account my bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus here just have 50% more why not use promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo at mybookie.ag to activate we're all going to be in office pools and that's fine nobody's going to get the perfect bracket we know that but you can make a killing at tournament time by seeing the big mistake coming and pouncing So let's go, people. MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code ZABE to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. Only at MyBookie.ag.